This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardoj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan and the Midwest, we're delighted to host Steve Cortez, Senior Advisor for Strategy at the Trump 2020 campaign. Steve Cortez began his broadcast career at CNBC, where he commented on financial markets. Steve, it is a great delight to have you on America's Roundtable. Welcome. Welcome, Steve. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me. Well, as sustainable and consistent economic growth was appended by China's coronavirus this year. President Trump's pro-growth policies, tax cuts, and deregulation established a strong pre-pandemic economy, which was able to endure the coronavirus pandemic and is currently growing through a V-shaped recovery. The U.S. economy grew at a record pace in the third quarter, increasing by 7.4% of the previous quarter and 33.1% year-on-year. Economy added 661,000 jobs in September. Unemployment rate fell to 7.9%. Steve, what are the President Trump's next steps in rebuilding the U.S. economy appended by China's coronavirus pandemic? Yes, listen, it's a great question, and it is the critical question for voters, because all polling shows us this is the number one issue on voters' minds, is the economy. Which candidate is going to make them more prosperous and the country more prosperous? And you're also so correct that the president has an incredible record to boast of, uh, what what he did in the first three years of his, his administration before the attack of the China virus. 2019 was the best year in all of American history for workers, and that's not just my opinion, that's the actual numbers. 6.8% wage growth, that's an all-time U.S. record by a mile, and it was even better than that for blue-collar workers who had 9% wage growth. Uh, but we can't just rest on our laurels and brag about what was done in the past because the president is doing it again right now. And the wage growth that we're seeing and the, and the jobs added lately are really incredible. Uh, we're back to 4.7% wage growth for the month of September. We've added uh, over 11 million jobs in the last five months. So this is an economy that is roaring back to life. We know we still have work to do to reclaim the heights of the Trump boom that we enjoyed in the early months of this year. But the great news is the trajectory and the acceleration of the economy. It's surprising all the experts. It's defying the skeptics. And the way to continue and accelerate this expansion is to rehire Donald Trump as our national CEO. And unfortunately, if we look at our opponent, we see a very different vision. Uh, you know, he talks about a, quote, dark winter ahead. He threatened shutdowns over this uh, land, which we simply cannot tolerate again. It would be cataclysmic for our economy to shut down again. We can manage virus risks responsibly while returning toward economic normalcy. He also threatens the largest tax hike in U.S. history, $4 trillion of punishing new levies upon 82% of Americans. That's twice as big as anything that even Hillary Clinton proposed. So we have very different visions. Donald Trump believes that economically and otherwise it is morning in America. Joe Biden, unfortunately, believes that it is a, quote, dark winter. Right, Steve. Based on the Wall Street Journal NBC News polling, voters have consistently viewed Mr. Trump as the candidate best suited to manage the economy. That's exactly right. So, you know, it's the number one issue for voters, and it's the issue on which we do the best 
um, in Poland. So uh, it's one of the reasons that I'm optimistic, not taking anything for granted, uh, but it's one of the reasons that I'm optimistic. And, uh, you know, for instance, in your state of Michigan, uh, right now, Trafalgar Group, which was the most accurate polling firm of 2016, they were the only significant polling firm to say that we would win Michigan in 2016. Uh, they now have us up, uh, I think, about 3%. In Michigan, and again, we're not getting complacent. We're not taking anything for granted. We need to earn the vote of every American everywhere, including battleground states like Michigan. But we are also confident that we have the momentum, and I think the reason we have the political momentum is because of the economic momentum in the country right now. I'll give you another statistic that's very relevant to to Michigan and, and for that matter, all over the country. But uh, pickup truck sales in the month of September just hit an all time high, so they got back all of the pandemic losses and then some. And it's you know it's not just a V shaped recovery as the president likes to say; it's a super V because on the right side of that V, we're rising to new highs. And the reason pickup truck sales is so significant, you know, first of all, a lot of high paying jobs obviously to make those trucks, and many of them in the industrial Midwest. But secondly, it's that pickup trucks really represent work. You know, because most people buy them not not just for pleasure, but but for work. And so, the sales of pickup trucks are a great forward-looking indicator uh, that people who are involved in the trades, uh, people working-class people who work with their minds and their hands, that they are getting really busy again in this country. It's great news. We can continue that into 2021, and it really could be a record-setting year for the United States economically. But we have to make the right decision and rehire Donald Trump. Steve, you've touched on the manufacturing sector, a very vital sector for the Midwest, primarily Michigan, and a number of the states surrounding it. In fact, uh, uh, we know that Biden supported NAFTA, which was a bad trade deal. And President Trump, in the 2016 uh, presidential campaign season, communicated the importance of coming up with a new trade agreement. Uh, In fact, at that time, President Obama and at that time, Vice President Biden were deriding, at that time, candidate uh, Trump. Trump's uh, statements. Well, now we know President Trump has secured the USMCA, the United States Mexico Canada Free Trade Agreement, which is a free, fair, and reciprocal trade agreement. Uh, what will that do for individuals, families in the Midwest, and how will that help America's families? Yes, it's a great question. USMCA, we believe, is the template for trade deals, for trade deals that prioritize American workers. And by the way, even Joe Biden, when he when he was running for vice president back in 2008, he, he and Barack Obama, they promised, they knew NAFTA at that point was a bad trade deal. They promised to replace it, and then they did nothing when they got into office. And they had a completely uh, Democratic Congress for the first two years, so they can't use the excuse that they didn't have help in Congress. They chose to do nothing because they're committed globalists, unfortunately, who, who do not prioritize the rights and prerogatives of American workers. Joe Biden also was one of the chief proponents of China's inclusion into the WTO in 2001. And from that time until 2016, when Trump was elected, we lost 3.2 million jobs in America directly to China, 60,000 factories closed because of the unfair and predatory trade practices of China. And that's according to the Economic Policy Institute, which is a, a left-leaning think tank. Uh, Donald Trump has a very different vision. He is He's the first American leader uh, to be tough with China, to demand fairness and reciprocity in trade. And we're starting to see the benefits. In the first three years of Trump's administration, we added 500,000 manufacturing jobs in America. If you compare that to Biden's time as uh, vice president of the White House for eight years, we lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs. And they told us they could only come back with a, quote, magic wand. Well, Trump doesn't have a magic wand, but he does have the right set of uh, uh, economic principles, uh, reduce regulation, reduce taxation, and toughness in trade. And I, I want to also mention here, because I think this is critical, uh, perhaps part of Biden's failings regarding public policy toward China. What we now have, what we now know regarding his personal corruption, the fact that the Chinese Communist Party was literally paying his family 
millions and millions of dollars in a dirty deal uh, that has now been revealed. His, his private corruption may very well have been part of the motivation for his public policy failings versus China because he has been coddling and appeasing the Chinese Communist Party for decades. And we don't want to retreat to that place of economic submission to China. On the healthcare front, Trump's administration just this past week completed the price transparency rule whereby private insurers must publish the prices they have negotiated with providers. And this is the latest after a series of Trump administration's executive orders, which protected people with pre-existing conditions, lowered prescription drug prices, ended surprise medical billing, reduced the price of insulin. Steve, what can we expect from President Trump's administration for the next term in advancing health care reform in America? Yes, listen, uh, the president's record, we think, on health care has been fantastic. Uh, the first president ever to see significant reductions, actually, in prescription drug prices, uh, and, an incredible achievement. And this, this move toward transparency is so important, because one of the reasons that we think health care hasn't operated well in prior uh, presidencies in this country is because of a, a lack of transparency. If consumers don't know uh, what they're actually paying, if they don't have a real, a real vision into the choices that are available to them, it, it's hard for them uh, to make the best choices. And so transparency is critical. And the president is going to, as soon as he knows what the makeup of the Congress is, you know, we'll see who controls the House and Senate going forward. Uh, he does want to go to them for a comprehensive plan to finally replace Obamacare. Um, and, and pre-existing conditions will always be protected. That's something that he has pledged from the beginning, if, he, if need be, by executive order, if he can't get something legislatively done out of the Congress. But uh, for the first time in decades, uh, we really think that the healthcare situation in America regarding insurance um, is improving. And by the way, I want to contrast that with his opponent again, uh, Kamala Harris, for example, who's running for vice president. Uh, she's one of the sponsors of Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All plan. So she literally wants to take away the private health insurance of 160 million Americans, which the overwhelming majority of which say they are satisfied with, they want to keep their private health insurance. Uh, that would be under threat in a Biden-Harris administration, particularly if uh, Kamala Harris were ever to become president. And by the way, that's a very real possibility if Biden were to win. 59% of the American people, according to Rasmussen's survey, believe that Joe Biden, if elected, cannot finish his first term. So if that is the reality, a supermajority of Americans think it is, then we could be looking at, at the reality of a President Harris. And that, in turn, means an attack upon your private insurance. Steve Cortez is a senior advisor for strategy at the Trump 2020 campaign. Steve, we thank you so much for joining us on America's Roundtable. Thank you, Steve. You bet. Thank you. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Insami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.